0: Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Let me ask you all, what makes you happy about church? Are you only happy in church on Sunday or are you happy to see Christ move on the outside of the actual building? Sit with me as I ask Pastor Stephen Foreman. You're amazing. Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Pastor Stephen Foreman has been in ministry for over 23 years and is pastor of Christ Crusaders Assembly. So he knows a thing or two about today's topics. If you watch a sermon of his, you can quickly see his love to see God's people grow. And I want to say welcome, Pastor.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mercedes. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah. How are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic.
0: Fantastic. 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 I was doing good, but I guess I'm fantastic, too, then. Raise it up. <laughs> Raise it up. So tell everybody a little bit about Pastor Foreman. Who are you?
1: So who am I? Uh, I have been in Buffalo since 89, and um, I'm currently married, been happily married, happily mm-hmm. married for Keyword, 19 years. right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, for 19 years, going on 20 in May. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, three children, um, all teenagers. Uh, we're going through the wilderness now with our children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are the ages? Wilder- the teenagers. 15 and 17. Yep, I knew it, I yeah, knew it. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm can. there with you, I'm, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> um, and so, uh, like, you, like you were saying earlier, I've been um, pastoring for close to over 23 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I love, I have a passion for what I do. I love pastoring. Um, I love uh, being a father. I love being a husband. I'm also an executive chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a certified mm-hmm. executive chef through the American uh, Culinary Federation. I've been doing that geez, since I've been 15 years old. Wow. And there's a whole story behind that of how I became a, uh, how I got into cooking. Um, I actually, uh, started making these snickerdoodle cookies when I was in eighth grade. Uh I made them for one full year every single day. Uh And then my passion just grew from there. Wow. That's a huge story
0: right there, but anyways. Well, let's go back to the ministry piece. How old were you when you got into ministry?
1: Uh, I was roughly 20, 21 years old, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, around there, 20, 21, 22 years old, and um, I uh, was going to a, uh, a Kojic church in Buffalo, and, uh, but I was raised in an organization called the Soul Saving Station for Every Nation out of Harlem, New York, okay. and I never knew there was a church in Buffalo because when you're growing up in church, you're, you, your mind isn't on anything, you know, you're distracted, but I ended up in Buffalo going to college and mm-hmm. um, ran into some legal issues because I was not following the Lord. And um, because of that, uh, situations as God set it up, uh, landed me uh, where I needed to call on him. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I come to realize that my life was not going in a good direction. And uh, went to a church and God saved the Lord, delivered me. Put me on a a great path, and then from there, found out there was a soul-saving church in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. visited them, fell in love with the pastor, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Herbert Garnett. He was the former pastor there, he passed away in 96, great man of God, extremely wise man, Mm -hmm. and from there, uh, my passion developed, and then he was suddenly stricken with um, cancer, and... uh, Next like thing you know, I was leading the church, yeah. and the following year, I became the pastor of the church.
0: What was that transition like, becoming the pastor? Yeah, it,
1: was, it was probably one of the hardest things I ever went through in life, mm-hmm. um, and I was single at the time, and... Um, I would say that if if I were to be analyzed back then by a, a doctor, I probably would have been considered clinically depressed because I was extremely depressed. Wow. And God had to deliver me from that just because I was so young and ignorant to many things. Yeah, yeah. And um, the church world around me was conveying these ideas of what a pastor looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was not measuring up to that. And I was very depressed because I was thinking, you're, you're not called to be a pastor because you don't have A, B, and C. Right. And because of that, but through uh, the providence of God and studying my word, praying, staying diligent and focused, the, the Lord started opening my understanding to what it means to be called, what ministry should look like, mm-hmm. and how a church should be focused. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it allowed me to emerge and uh, survive those days so good. where I was, you know, uh, thinking about quitting, giving up. You know,
0: there's so many um, pastors out there now that may be struggling that this might help them. I agree. This might help them. What is the job of the church?
1: That's a, that's a huge this question. This is a big question, right? That's a huge question. Yeah. Um, because it, by no means am I a doctor. I'm not somebody who has the all mm-hmm. of, to the answer. But if you research scripture, if you study the Bible, if you're somebody who really loves the Word of God, mm-hmm. you'll understand that the church has been called to something completely different than what we're doing today, mm. okay? Uh, I think the church should be more focused on the outside, rather than what's going on in the inside. And when we are in the inside of the church, you know, the kind of services we have created have made church a, the pinnacle to many people's spirituality. That if I make it to Sunday morning and I'm in my service for two and a half hours, jumping up and down and leave church afterwards, that I'm, I've got my fix, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good. Jesus is Lord. Is Mm he? mm -hmm. Is he? You know. So to answer your question, as as far as ministry and what is the role of the church, it's uh, it it goes beyond these four walls, Mm -hmm. way beyond.
0: And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna. Oh goodness, I want to get into it now, but we gotta take a break. So, but before we go, one last question: What is a broken soul? What does that mean to be a broken soul?
1: Yeah, um, I believe. I'll be honest with you. I'm still a broken soul. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because I'm not complete yet in its fullness. Yeah, God has delivered me. God has healed me. I have a right mind, but there are parts of our soul that are still developing. We're still growing. Our spiritual mind is still adapting to what does it mean to have integrity in the midst of a very pluralistic society, yeah. very, uh, a society where everything is relevant. Yeah, When a Christian should not, everything is not relevant. There are standards, you know? Yeah. And to maintain that integrity around all of that, um, becomes very challenging, disappointments, people upsetting you, people disappointing you, people turning their back on you, people letting you down, people doing evil things to you, leaving you at the results of where you are from that. Yeah. Is brokenness. Yeah. Marriages, relationships, children, f- coworkers, friends, your immediate family, your father, your mother, turning your back on you, doing things that disappoint you, mm-hmm. leave you empty because you've put your hope in those people.
0: Yeah. So where does that leave us? And what is the role of the church? We're gonna talk about that when we come back. This is good, Pastor. Awesome, awesome. This is good. You stay with us, we'll be right back. Hello, Buffalo. My name is Yvette Phillips. I started a group five years ago called We Are Buffalo Strong. One day my kids and I were driving in downtown Buffalo and we noticed so many people sleeping under the bridge. I wanted to do something, but my resources were low. So I reached out to a few family members and friends and we began taking food downtown once a month to feed our homeless community, some of which were veterans. After becoming 2017's Humanitarian of the Year, more volunteers started helping our group. Since 2013, we have fed 6,460 people. My goal is to make sure no one goes hungry or cold in the city of Buffalo, which is called the city of good neighbors. I challenge you to make a difference in your community. Be the change you want to see. Together, we are all Buffalo Strong.
1: Ever since I made my first beat, I knew
0: music was a passion. Along with the beat makers in my company, I get to share my passion. Music is a way to dream, and now I get a chance to make dreams come true. Welcome to Soundmaster Beats.
1: There are thousands of local job openings that pay between
0: thirty dollars to $50,000 a year. And you can get the skills you need at Northland Workforce Training Center. Northland is an extension campus of SUNY Erie and Alfred State College, preparing students for advanced manufacturing and energy jobs. We provide career coaching, financial aid assistance, transportation, and child care. Get started at one of our weekly pre-enrollment sessions. Train for what's next at Northland Workforce Training Center. Hope, the new book by Mercedes E. Wilson is a personal testimony of strength, determination, and faith in God helping to overcome life's struggles. Welcome back to the Mercedes Wilson Show. My guest today is Pastor Stephen Foreman, and we are going to continue our conversation on what today's church should look like. Mm -hmm. Um, In the last segment you mentioned um, the job of the church, and you touched on it being on the inside versus the outside. I would love for you to elaborate on that.
1: Sure so like i said earlier like a lot of people um the pinnacle of their spiritual relationship with the lord seems to come to a head on sunday morning Mm -hmm. in worship service which is inside four walls and uh, you know just to be clear i and i was sharing with my friend i love inside the church i love certain traditions that we have inside the church but my mind my my heart is not completely Sold out on just that Sunday morning experience. Right. I believe that this experience is to project me into the direction of being Christ-centered and Christ-serving by serving the community outside those four walls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can rejoice with mm-hmm. you, Mercedes. If you come in and you the Lord delivered you from something and you testify, I want to rejoice with you. Mm-hmm. But now I wanna take that testimony and I wanna to go to the to the streets. I wanna go right. to the neighborhoods. I wanna to go to people's homes. I wanna share that at work wherever we go yeah. and remind everybody there is a savior. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And he can do the same thing in you that he did in me. Yeah. And so outside the wall, what I mean by that is-
0: Monday through Saturday. Monday
1: through Saturday. I mean, you know, you can, I, there's people who sound like angels on Sunday, but talk like devils Monday through Saturday. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say, and mm-hmm. it's true. Because I'm not saying they don't love God, but they're not understanding what their role is as a Christian or as Mm -hmm. one dynamic of the ministry. Mm -hmm. You, I, everybody that's connected to the Lord, that's in the Lord, the Bible calls us we are one in Christ. That church body is not what fellowships on Sunday morning. That church body is what we're doing outside those four walls throughout the week Mm -hmm. towards others, Mm -hmm. helping others come to know the love of God.
0: That's good. Another point that you made that I really want to hit on is you talked about when we rejoice. Mm -hmm. Um, We rejoice about a lot of things, but what should we, the
1: church, when should we rejoice? Sure. So again, I believe in rejoicing with my brother and my sister who come in with a testimony. You know, that's awesome. But what about somebody who comes off the street, doesn't look like us, they don't sound like us. Mm -hmm. They're not dressed in Sunday's best. Mm -hmm. They come in maybe smelling a little. Mm-hmm. They still have their baseball cap on mm-hmm. and they sit down and they want to, you know, ask a question in the middle of the preacher preaching a message. What would you do with that? Average person would sit them down, be quiet. Shh, shh. Me, if you were to raise your hand in the middle of my Sunday morning service, I will stop my message and let you ask your question. Mm-hmm. Why? I am so thankful, number one you had the ability of coming into my church, sit down, yeah. where you didn't have to be there, you're not obligated to be there, and then what I said to you yep. struck you so hard, you want to know what's going on. What yeah. does that mean to me? How we've can done, you help me? We've done our jobs as Christians. Right there, yeah. you should, everybody should be like, right. Mike, praise God, like that's awesome. Say what you gotta say, man, share with us. What, right, you know? right, so right. now we have an opportunity to minister, minister to your spirit. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna deal with you and help you. Now, again, I'm not talking about somebody comes in who's obnoxious and carrying on, mm-hmm. but a broken mm-hmm. heart. I'm sad. I have a gentleman that came to my church two weeks ago. He said, I've tried to commit suicide several times mm-hmm. and I decided to come to church today. I'm looking for something, I'm tired of running. I'm like, and we sat there, we dialogued for some time he keeps coming back now. Why? Because we're not doing a service that pleases us. We're doing a service that honors God and serves somebody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about the perception of what we call dumping, right? We view it as something negative. Mm -hmm. Um, And you say we should be celebrating when somebody comes in. I mean, to go along with your story, but I would love to hear, um, I would love for you to elaborate a little more on what are some other things that we can recognize that maybe somebody is coming in. And we consider it dumping, but it's not. We should be celebrating sure,
1: it. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I think people come into the, tr- you know, those who are broken and, and understand that they need something more. When they come in and, you know, they might seem a little fidgety and, and a little distracting. And sometimes, you know, we as church folk are so conditioned to mm-hmm. the order of the service that anything that breaks that rhythm, we feel like God's not moving. What happens if God wants to break that up? Yeah. And bring somebody in that, you know, is a little fidgety and they just need some help. You know? Jesus
0: broke up stuff wherever he went. You know, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> wherever know, he, he went. He did not
1: fit the cultural norms of the Jewish society at that time. Mm-hmm. He, 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 was a, he, he just walked in and just began to minister to people. He was a friend, the Bible says, of publicans and sinners. Now, if the scripture uses the word friend, that means in the, so they, he was around them mm-hmm. regularly, right? Mm-hmm. So what about bringing sinners into the church where you should want them to be right not outside the church you want to bring them into church so they can hear a message that will restore hope into their heart and they don't come in the way you and I would come in on a Sunday morning I may come in with a nice shirt nice pants and shoes they may not have that Mm -hmm. you know they Mm -hmm. they they just have what they have and we say come as you are but we don't I think sometimes we don't We don't really mean that. Sometimes we want them to still hold some church standard when they come into the church. But a lot of times what we see dumping is a negative thing. We feel like somebody's coming in being argumentative or disruptive or, you know, as I was sharing with you earlier, some kid comes in with his baseball cap on and he sits down in the pew and the usher is upset because he's keeping his hat on. Why are you upset? Let me ask you why. Because Mm -hmm. you and I have created a culture, meaning the church sometimes created a culture that you take your hat off. Yeah. Respect the house of God. I get that, I respect that. But really, is that the house of God? God is trying to minister to people's hearts where they become the temple of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And if I can't accept you with a hat on, if I feel like my preaching is being disturbed by your hat being on top of your head. We have bigger fish
0: to we, fry. We have yeah. problems, yeah. we have problems. And we're gonna talk about um, in the next segment how things were when Jesus walked the earth and how we, the church, can can become more like that. So stay with me, pastor. This is good. You stay with us too. We'll be right back. Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. Are you in need of a new kitchen without the hassle of a total remodel? Our service is quick, easy, and convenient. Let us install your work with our hand-picked licensed installation professional. You will love your new kitchen. We guarantee it. Home Depot, a name you can trust. Call James Wilson today at 216-322-0766.
1: I've had this problem. Big problem. I really, really needed A good accountant. And I kept searching and searching.
0: There are so many choices. It's really hard to find one that has
1: all the things on my list. But I finally did it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. If you were looking for one as well. Look no further. Here's a really good one. Just use mine. Use mine.
0: I'm very satisfied.
1: Definitely recommend. Problem
0: gone. Thank you. Power965radio.com,
1: the new sound of Buffalo, is a proud supporter of the Mercedes-Wilson Show. They have a full line of unique programs. Find out more about the station's owner, Sheila Brown, and her new book, 29 Years of Preparation,
0: at power965radio.com. Looking to better your health and lifestyle? Connect with Stephanie Krebs to get started with young living and set your goals into action. Call 585-708-4020 or online at bodysensehcn.com. Restore your body, beauty, and soul with Capriceology.com, providing wellness and ministry services for your church and family with master herbalist, iridologist, and conference speaker, Caprice Butts. Are you as healthy as you want to be? Nutritional help is just a click away with online wellness packages and consultations, or grab your friends and book a wellness workshop for your church group. Plus, get daily inspiration to revive you from the inside out. Restore your body, beauty, and soul with Capriceology.com. Subscribe today for a free wellness guide. Welcome back to the Mercedes Wilson Show. I hope that you've called your friends after last segment and told them to tune in because Pastor Foreman has given us some great, great stuff. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so I want to use every minute we can. All Let's right. talk about Something. Jesus. When he was walking the earth, what example did he leave for us?
1: Awesome examples. He gives us so many things to uh, use as our model um, to reaching broken, lost souls. Um, again, we... we we have to really examine the things that we do. And, and again, I need everybody to understand. I'm, I, was, I was a church kid, I was raised in the church. I was raised in a holiness church, Pentecostal background. Um, but I realized a lot of the things that we were doing where I stand today, that's not, that's not what God has called us to. Like we've created these things. Um, and so when I go back to the Bible and I watch Jesus' footsteps, I, I begin to watch him interact, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking to the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Yeah. And loving her. Yeah. Showing her compassion, not judging her, but giving her the realization that I'm not telling you that your sin is okay. I'm telling you to go and sin no more, Mm -hmm. but I want you to know my forgiveness and my love. Right. So there's a dynamic of the gospel presentation of first acknowledging what is wrong and letting people know this is not honoring God. Yep. That's number one. So there is a standard, but I'm being compassionate enough to remind you, move on. Yeah. My love for you is going to carry you. I'm going to be able to help you. And so that one, that's one example. Again, I used it in the last segment about, you know, friend of publicans and sinners. Like he, the Bible says he was a song of the drunkard. What does that mean? That these people, while they were, Doing what they do drinking I'll use today's common language You know they, he, if he went to the block and the dudes were you know rolling one and, and doing whatever they do and you know knocking back a 40 or whatever Would Jesus be like put that down would he yell at him or would he be like hey okay what's going on here let's talk what's, mm-hmm. I know why you're doing what you're doing You'll never be satisfied. Yeah, he,
0: saw past, Ex- he saw past all of that exactly. and went right Exactly. He knew up. where yeah.
1: that's coming from. Yeah. He knows where that dark spot is coming, why it's there. So he's not going to try to scale the fish before he catches it. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to dialogue and listen and work with them. And so being the song of the drunkard, that means he spent time with these people, loved on these people. Never let them think that drinking was okay, mm-hmm. but let them know that I'm still with you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to bring you to this point of acknowledgement yeah, you need yeah. me
0: yeah just like the woman at the well exactly he knew exactly what was going i love on. that story right but he made her
1: tell him mm-hmm. because we have but look at the church meeting the disciples mm-hmm. what Gosh, are you doing why right, are you wh- right. wh- what are you doing right you know or the common church today why are you like why are you dealing with them people why are you like letting that go on inside the church what am i letting going on A sinner to come to know jesus isn't that what i'm supposed to be letting go on for
0: every single one of us so So, okay so how are we showing that love what does evangelizing in 2019 look like
1: okay so again that's that's a huge huge, (laughs) huge question right let's do this let's say what evangelism is not okay first okay because i think people need to have the contrast to identify what it should look like and maybe what it's looking like right now we could recognize Hey, maybe we're calling evangelism something that it is not. Okay. Let's say this: having a job fair at your church—that is not evangelism. I'm gonna let that. That's interesting. I'm gonna let that marinate. That's interesting. I'm gonna let that marinate. I'm gonna let that marinate. Right? Having a career fair at your church—that is not evangelism. How is it not? because evangelism is a specific point. There's a specific result you're looking for. Now, can I but say- But is that
0: community though?
1: Oh, because we are- I love it. I See, the, the contrast, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. The contrast. We have created these ideas of evangelism by creating these bridge ministries. Okay. okay? Which I'm, I'm totally for reaching out into the community and helping the community where there's deficiencies. If there's illiteracy that's very high in our community, why not help young people to read? Right, because right. if they can't read, they can't read the Bible. If they can't read the Bible, they can't understand what God wants to do in their lives. Right. Okay? Right. So to have some literacy, literacy program, that's awesome, but that's not evangelism. Okay. That is going to give me the opportunity to interact with you, be around you, fellowship with you. So now as we start to read, hey, after you get done reading that book, hey, let's look at this and let's see what this says. Mm-hmm. And I show them the You scriptures. know a lot of
0: folks are going to disagree with that, right? I,
1: and I want them to come <laughs> and talk to me about that and disagree and discuss
0: this. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because ministry is specific. In the word ministry, we know it means to serve. Mm-hmm. So if I, mm-hmm. if I redefine that word, to serve, as to mean I'm going to serve my community through a reading program, again, I'm not denying that. I'm not denying helping people read. But evangelism has a specific purpose, right. and that is to help people to understand The gospel of Jesus Christ, that there's no other name given under heaven unto men men whereby they can be saved. Mm -hmm. That is the goal of evangelism. Now, if we were to have dialogue with people and they can't, like, I'll be honest with you, in the black community, there are a lot of theologies and philosophies that go against the biblical traditional christianity now if you're there stuck in your mind i have to be able to uh deal with you and talk to you discuss why you oppose the biblical presentation of jesus christ and if i begin to dialogue with you then we can begin to see how you come to your conclusion and by me dialoguing with you to understand where you got your conclusion if i'm scripturally literate and i'm capable of presenting a strong argument for the gospel through that dialogue, hopefully you'll begin to see how the house that you built for yourself actually is a house that's built on sand. And I can begin to show you how to build a proper house that will be built on a rock that will stand. Mm -hmm. And so through that interaction, I'm able to bring that person to a saving knowledge of Jesus
0: Christ. You have to come back. You start in trouble too. I'm sorry. (laughs) But you have to come back because you, I mean, you hit on some crucial stuff and it was good stuff. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, We will be right back with the Mercedes moment. Take all that in. Take all that in.
1: Tune to LCTV 1301 on Spectrum Cable for local talk shows, sports, entertainment and special events in our communities.
0: We also bring you the best gavel-to-gavel local government meetings and an opportunity for you to talk with your local officials live on TV.
1: Program LCTV in your favorites button on your remote. Watch live or DVR LCTV channels 1301, 1302 and 1303. For the best in local programming it's LCTV. For more information go to www.lctv.net.
0: What does the Bible say about winning souls? I have a lot of scriptures that I say are my favorite because I do love to read the word, but this one means so much to me because I remember how I felt the day I dedicated my life to Christ. In Luke 15:10, it states, in the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. This scripture makes us look at ourselves and think back to the moment where God saved our souls. Man, what a day it was for me. Don't we want that for everyone? How will we reach them if we never step out of our comfort zones and be what someone was for us? Bold. Think about the ways that you can get outside of what is comfortable and minister to someone you don't know. Is their soul important enough for you to take a chance? I know that I am so thankful for those in my life that showed me in the ways of the Lord in what they said and what they did. It helped me mature, it kept me steady, and it also got me comfortable going outside of the four walls of the church and showing the love of Christ. Pray and ask God to give you that boldness to witness. Learn more about this show Fill out a form to be a guest and give us all of your show ideas at MercedesEWilson.com. Also, follow me on all of the social media handles at MercedesEWilson and don't forget to check out all of the shows via YouTube and my podcast. Share this show with someone you love. Thank you for tuning into the Mercedes Wilson show, and we will see you next week. You're amazing!